0: Welcome to the Candid Creative Podcast with Manda and Liz, Where we're all about growth, innovation, and keeping it candid. Tune in every week for sharp insights and real talk on the creative business world. Stay ahead of the curve with our mix of expert advice, industry secrets, and inspirational stories. And remember, your next idea is just one episode away.
1: Okay. All right. So recently, uh, I posted on May & Co Monthly, I I did a little slide post about the cost increases for wedding vendors and event vendors in 2024. Really, they're starting now. I mean, they have been starting even for the last couple years, but I was specifically talking about 2024 and sort of just talking about why I think it's important for clients to hire the vendors that they want to hire or at least start reaching out right now because for me anyways, and I'll read some of these comments where people disagree. But for me anyways, I have I have a price that is what it is this year and it will absolutely change for 2024. And if someone books me for 2024 right now, um, I mean, I don't know. I think this is probably just dependent on where you're at in your booking I don't know, like how many bookings you have and what kind of bookings you have on whether or not you're going to charge next year prices or not. But I also feel like if someone books me right now, even if I charge 2024 prices, by the time I get to 2024, if they wanted to book me in the same year, I would probably be charging 2025 prices. Mm -hmm. Like I feel once you hit a certain amount of bookings, you automatically start charging for the next year, which is basically what I was trying to speak in this post was at least start reaching out to vendors right now because you don't know when they're going to raise their prices and costs are going up for everyone. And the wedding industry is just a normal industry like any other industry out there. We all have to raise our prices and things are increasing significantly. Anyways, all of that to say. So I posted about the fact that Google says that the average cost of weddings is $30,000. And I think that that's a load of bullshit. And, um, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't crazy in this post. They're just facts about costs going up and shit changing. And some of the comments I got were sort of just, some of them are great. Some of them are just silly. I found that I ended up actually getting a lot of I don't know if these are brides or just random people who at some point in their life want to get married. And they just decided to tell me how upsetting my post was to
0: them. (laughs) I know they're the most random people. Private accounts with 90 friends following them in the wedding industry. (laughs) Yes,
1: I'm like, how did you even find this post? And (laughs) I feel like it's because people were reposting it because they wanted to Mm -hmm. essentially tell their followers, like, hey, don't forget
0: to book me which is fine but that's a good way of getting those new bookings yeah action
1: exactly and then their followers decided to go one step further and track track the source and then tell me how upsetting my post was to them so um well I'm just gonna read through a couple of these comments just for please just for shits and giggles um okay here's one that says this is depressing. I'm never going to be able to afford to get married. I'll just be engaged forever. And while that's fine, there's 26
0: replies on it. How many likes? That's what I want to know. How many people 17 liked? likes. Okay, that's not as bad as I expected. That is just... I wonder if this person realizes you don't have to have a wedding to get married. Well, no, and so
1: many of the responses, especially from this one who... <laughs> I'll talk about him later. (laughs) But so many people are like, it's not right. Marriages shouldn't cost that much. And I'm like, marriages don't cost that much. (laughs) Weddings
0: do. (laughs) Marriages don't. They're two different things. It's a party. It's the party. It's It's a a party party. where you're feeding hundreds of people.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then people are trying to help this girl. This turned into like a fair resources her. <laughs> someone was all why don't you elope <laughs> like she can figure that out she's okay someone else said i had an insta worthy wedding for 30k honestly these posts are just trying to justify the crazy pe- prices that some people are charging doctors aren't even paid this m- Oh, what? Doctor, it says doctors aren't even paid as much as what florists or photographers charge. Florists, first off, florists and photographers and their pricing is
0: (laughs) severely different from one another. Well, also, the. I mean, we have so much to, I I don't even know where to start, but florists aren't just walking away with that cash. That's what I'm saying. They're buying like tens of, tens of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of wholesale product and then marking it up so they can pay their bills. Exactly. That's
1: what I'm saying. I'm like, you can't even compare florists to photographers and the prices that they, they're completely different. So that's, uh, okay. So someone else said, um, in my experience, it doesn't, matter if you book way in advance. The vendors charge you their rate for the year you're booking your wedding in, not the year you sign a contract with them in.
0: And I don't necessarily yeah, really agree with that's that. That's not yeah. across the board. 100%. Exactly. I feel like That's not even talked about that much. There's not a standard. I think it's just what each person... I don't think a lot of people even remember or think about the fact I don't think people remember that they can raise their prices. Like, I think they I use know. the same pricing for a long time and then they're like, I'm about to go out of business. And then they're <laughs> like, Oh, I need to raise my prices <laughs> because everything I'm paying for costs more. Yes, so I think 100%. it's a like really valuable post for clients and f- to remind vendors that they can raise their prices.
1: Yes, absolutely. I feel like I hit a certain amount of bookings every year. And then I raise my price regardless of the... Like I don't really do it yearly. I do it per amount of bookings I get. So if I hit 12 this year, I'm just going to raise my price. And then if someone wants to pay that price for this year and I want to squeeze them into my year, then I will. But that's more of the point is, if you want to book someone, you should do it now. because once they're, you know, once things are booked up. And part of my post is also we can't book as much. People aren't able to book as much now because the trend is having three-day weddings or three-day, like these huge Mm -hmm. experience-based events. And so we're not able to like double book a weekend or even really double book a month. For me, I can't book two events in a month because I'm spending so much time on this one event. So if you, you know, if you're looking at Booking someone, you should get on it because things are just changing in the wedding industry. Which yeah. Is awesome.
0: And the more time goes by, the more likely that person is going to put two and two together and raise their prices. Right. Yes, <laughs> even yes. if it's not right at the, you know, new year mark, it's just yeah. inevitably going to happen because all, wholesale costs are going up. Yes. I mean, cost of labor,
1: even. I yeah. mean, this is, I was saying this to someone the other day too, where I was like, "I small businesses are having to compete with. Target and Starbucks who are paying people $25 an hour plus benefits. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know a small business that can
0: stop. I, like- I was looking for a freelancer mm-hmm. to process flowers, meaning literally take the leaves <laughs> off of plants. Like just pluck leaves, throw it on the ground and right. put it in a bucket. And so many people want to make $35 an hour doing that. Yep. <laughs> like. Yep. No. No, <laughs> sorry, no. no. I've heard so many florists be like, "I have to pay all my freelancers thirty five dollars an hour," and I'm like, "No, you don't. But you just gotta find other people <laughs> because that's oh, a ridiculous. No one ridiculous. should get paid thirty five dollars an hour to sweep a floor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I got paid ten dollars an hour to do that, and absolutely, um, I'm glad I took that job. But it also helped me learn more skills so that I could get paid more. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Because th- that's just how things work. Like if you have a low level skill, you don't get yes. paid as much, You learn more, then you Correct. get paid more. You don't Correct. just make however much you feel like making. I mean, magically. you can charge that, but I don't think... You can try. There's,
1: yeah, you can, you can charge that. But I mean, people are going to decide how much your work, I guess, is worth worth to them, just like a client would decide how much a wedding planner is worth to them. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's really no different. But I mean, I feel the same way with any any staff that we bring on for wedding planning. Obviously, the person who that we just kind of have on site as a body to run errands or sweep up or steam things or whatever, they're going to get paid significantly less than... But I, I'm asked constantly what do I pay day of assistance? What do I pay assistance? Or what should I charge to be an assistant? I'm like, man, I don't do whatever feels right to you because it's all the frick over the board. I know what I would pay, but I also think I understand numbers of running a business.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people, what I said will make people cry and be angry, but (laughs) (laughs) um, you have every right to charge however much you want for your time. I just won't be paying you $35 an hour <laughs> to sweep exactly. my floor or to exactly. get the junk mail out of my inbox. <laughs> I just won't. <laughs> because I need to pay bills and support my family. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Not because and I'm an 100%. asshole. hundred
1: <laughs> percent. It's the same though. It is literally the same if a couple wants to spend $100,000 on flowers or they want to spend $10,000 on flowers. Like they get to decide Fine. what's that worth to them? How much do they right. make? What's, you know, I mean, it's, it's literally no different.
0: That brings um, us back to
1: the comments. What's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know what comment you're going to read next. So, but.
1: well, someone said someone, okay, actually, I don't know if this person has my back or has someone else's back.
0: <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> I love those I, comments where I'm like, are you mad at me? Or are you... <laughs> i'm not really sure what you're saying here (laughs) she starts it
1: with she's not wrong again i don't know if she's referring to the person above me like uh, whatever she's not wrong here's the deal for all the people mentioning price gouging the wedding industry is seasonal a vendor can only take so many clients per year given the typically desired season for nuptials in most of north america Uh, vendors then have to live off of those profits all year in the off season, as well as attend to their overhead. That's just the reality. So yes, you still can get married for under 10K, but you're either going to have to elope or do some kind of backyard wedding or a DIY job. For the latter, you will pay amply in your own time and requisite stress.
0: That's that's not worth it to everyone. Weddings
1: remain a luxury service, sorry. Um, No matter the price point they are not in need
0: like food or clothing. So she was having my back. Thanks. It's just a really complicated way. Like, I don't know if I would agree with the reasoning there, but yeah. she does, she does agree with you. This, the seasonal part of it. <laughs> like, that's not why prices are Correct. high. Correct. In my opinion. No. That's just not why. It's but not why. If that's fine, if it, that's a... Yeah. yeah.
1: I understand what she's saying. And probably in my first three years of business when I was only doing weddings in a very specific season, because... Because that's also dependent on where you live. Like I have a destination-based company, mm-hmm. so I. Work but people all year still round. get
0: married off season. Like, there's know, indoor. That's what I'm saying. That's there's all indoor it's, So exactly. It's like, yeah. It's in, yeah, but you're more likely, like when you're not getting that many inquiries, you're more likely to be getting the inquiries in the busier seasons. Yes. Because they're hitting, they're finding vendors who are booked, so they're going on to vendors that are less known or ha- you know have less yeah. of a. Reputation or word of mouth. So yeah. if you're newer, I can see it being very, very seasonal.
1: Yeah. Uh, and also just depending on where you live, like it's all. But thank you for
0: having her back. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having my back. Okay. So here, let's get to this guy though. Are you talking about the C Pips 23? C Pips. Yeah.
0: Calling him out. <laughs> He's the one I had a conversation with. <laughs> yeah. I so- will say that my response to did not make sense, the first response, because <laughs> I was typing it with Django crawling all over me and I reread it later and I was like, These aren't even complete sentences
1: (laughs) that I wrote to him. (laughs) I know. I did read that. I was trying to read them to Johnny and I was was like, like,
0: I don't even know what this means. (laughs) I just had to argue with him at that moment. (laughs) So this, this guy, this says, which is
1: okay. Sure. You get what you pay for, but price gouging is never good either. And then he did a handshake emoji. More, (laughs) I just feel like that's important to put out here. More companies are doing, keeping prices higher for longer when the CPI readings are falling, but goods and services remain very high. Which is funny to me that he even says that. Like, at first, I was like, oh, he's agreeing with me because goods and services are remaining very high. Well, yes.
0: I mean, if, they're not remaining high, they're continuing to get higher, yeah, not just remaining high. Right. And also, higher. yes, if, yes,
1: if those things are getting higher than wedding industry, I mean, the wedding industry That's has like price to, gouging, right? Exactly. It increases just like anything else. Why would the wedding industry? It's just another industry. Why would it stay cheaper than when everything else
0: around you is, well, it just doesn't even make sense. I think in his brain, he might be thinking like, we don't rely on any of those products that are getting higher. So we're just getting higher just because someone else is, we are. But it's like, exactly. Like we said, labor, products, like all of us are using different products. Mm-hmm. Um, gas or yep. whatever, your rent, yep. your um, God, cost our, of living in general. This year, our, um, um, oh my God. Property taxes just increased drastically here. Yeah. Yep. They did Uh, here too, I think. $10,000 more or something. (laughs) A year? Just like overnight. Yeah. What the shit? Actually, I think it was more because I know we owe $1,000 more a month suddenly because (gasps) they've just deemed our property to to, um, be worth more. So to see Pips 23... There's all kinds of reasons you have, like, there's like you are impacted by all the rises of the other costs. You're not just um, arbitrarily raising it because everyone else is. I feel like that's his perspective. He's saying, like, that's not right. That's not morally right. Exactly.
1: Yes. Which is funny because, again, my whole post was like, hey, inflation is happening, costs of goods and services and labor, all of that is going up. And therefore, Everything in the wedding industry will also go up because we are right. trying to keep up with the costs of things, just like anyone else in any other industry is. And then he, and then he said he said that, and then he. Continued and lots of to people come. liked
0: it, which is, I think, the first. Really oh yeah, forty-eight me. people liked so just it, like, and I'm like, come on, people, this doesn't even make sense. I was
1: gonna say half these people can't even understand it. I can barely understand what he said because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. He also just what's the handshake emoji why are you liking this post I don't know Can I read any of your comments back to Pips 23 or should we just leave it and just why don't you it read, read the one that
0: doesn't make sense <laughs> I'd like is to that, hear you try to read that is that the first one or is <laughs> the that the first, first one first yeah one?
1: okay so Alyssa's first comment back to Pips 23 after a whole bunch of people just said a bunch of bullshit probably without even reading the post all the way through honestly most of these comments I'm like if you had read the post you wouldn't be saying this but that's fine So Alyssa's first comment is a small business charging what they want to provide a purely luxury experience to a client who wants to pay for the luxury experience is very different from corporations monopolizing the price of gas or housing. It's not comparable to basic living expenses. That totally makes sense. Oh, okay. Maybe it was the second one. (laughs) Overall, they made sense. I feel like what we should read is his response.
0: Uh, is his
1: response to your most recent one.
0: Okay, also side note, everyone, I realize the housing market isn't a monopoly, but I just went the it feels like a monopoly in that people just arbitrarily raise that price of their house. Yep. It's a shithole based yep. on what people are paying. That's all. So it's like, be mad about that. The wedding, that's, people need to live in homes. Yes. <laughs> people do not need to have a wedding. So like, yeah. go be mad about that. Yes. <laughs> Don't get mad at homeowners selling their homes. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. So your most recent response to him said, he probably said something about 30K being
0: insane for... Yeah, he said 30,000 is just insane. He said for a marriage, not for, for a wedding. I'll just, yeah. just, I'll like the most general statement 30,000 is insane for a marriage. Like, okay. Okay. And so, I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and you, and
1: Alyssa replied 30K is totally insane if you're referring to a couple signing a piece of paper to get eloped and married. Sure. But, Couples come to us wanting flowers hanging from ceilings, unlimited specialty cocktails, plated steak dinners, three days of events for their guests, to buy out entire venues, etc. That's the kind of weddings we are discussing here because that's a luxury wedding. It doesn't make sense to say that X amount of dollars is insane when you have no backstory on what the client wants and is receiving when paying that amount. Expectations for weddings have changed on the client's end And we are just charging what is required to make the request happen and to run a successful business. Like the post says, and like you said, prices are rising everywhere. So it makes no sense to demonize small businesses to also raise their prices so they can continue to meet the same margins. Wow. Here, here. I liked it. So, Pips (laughs) said, I get it. I do. But...
0: No, <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> not we in the wedding industry. Sure. You're no. a random dude with green and black graphics all over your profile.
1: <laughs> Sorry, you do not get it. <laughs> so he said, "I get it, I do, but I'm going off the industry average of what an eight to ten hour wedding cost, and all I'm saying is it's super overpriced for what you really get." Which, which you I get, know. I know, he orders different things. <laughs> so, how guests are
0: there? He said, um, and he said, which I know is memories. What he's that's saying, it. that's he's saying he doesn't think that people are receiving anything but memories. <laughs> he said, but a 15, day vac-
1: va- a 15 day vacation sounds like a sweet. Way to spend the thirty k, or maybe
0: a car. Yeah, but that's relative to you. Like that's either or. He's like in this mindset of like everyone has the same amount of money. Exactly. Everyone's priorities are the same as mine. If you're really going to save up thirty thousand, you got one thing to choose from. Ever to use it on? Yes. <laughs> to use it on a wedding. Yes. That's not the situation. It, that's it's- not the
1: situation. Honestly, he's really just <laughs> negating. All of his arguments anyways, because to your point, he's basically just saying like, here's what I would rather spend $30,000 on. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make it, that doesn't make $30,000 crazy to spend on a Ugh. wedding. That just means you would spend $30,000 on a wedding. When people can't see their
0: own biases, it just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I didn't read that comment. Because yeah. I would have had to respond. Oh, oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But now the- I don't care anymore. So I'm past. I knew I just had to wait till I stopped caring, <laughs> and then I could read it. <laughs> the end of it says,
1: "And demonizing isn't it merely expressing that it isn't cool if you want a wedding that you either get shit or you pay a kidney. That's all. What? That's such a wild. Someone
0: wrote back to him though, and after that and have said, to "Give away your kidney." Or get a pile of shit. That's what it comes down to. That's or pay thirty thousand to go on a vacation. That's not what we're talking I also about like, what
1: anymore. Vacation costs thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Now that sounds insane. Yes. So someone wrote back and said, "Sounds like you value a vacation or a car more than a wedding with all the bells and whistles." And that's great. A wedding that is luxury, and then multiple. Oh, multiply that by 150 people. That's just the cost. It's not overpriced. And I don't know a single wedding vendor that is price gouging. Do you say the same to corporations? So, good for... Thank yeah. you. Who yeah. said that? Um, noctual
0: florals? Nocturnal? Noctua, noc- noctua Oh, florals? noctua. Hmm. She's yeah. got my back. I know her. Nice. Yeah, so, you know... Shout out to Carmen. <laughs> shout out to
1: Carmen. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, like 99% of the people were like, hell yeah, thank you so much for saying this. Um, and then there was the 5% that just literally just wanted something to say as people do. Yeah, I know. It was a small um,
0: percentage. It just, it really, um, like, oh, that's a good conversation for another day. We should talk some time about dealing with um, rude people on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a great podcast topic. <laughs>
1: Please, please send us listener submissions of anyone who's ever been rude to you on the internet. Oh, I've got um, got all the listener submissions we need. uh, (laughs) I'm from my own profiles. I actually, one of your posts just reminded me of this recently because um, I actually had this gal chime into my DMs and she was like, people are... So dumb. She was like, I'm reading through the comments and it's such a bummer that people are saying what they're saying without actually reading the whole post or understanding the context and what you're talking about, yada, yada. Um, she was like, I'm a relatively small florist and I just posted a reel that went somewhat viral. And she was like, the backlash I'm getting and the things that people are saying is so hateful and I can't, I just can't even believe About So I went and looked and it was similar to something you just posted the other day too, it was like what this wedding costs, basically. She was a florist and it was, it said what the budget, what the floral budget for this wedding was. And then she broke down, it kind of showed her arrangements and it broke down like petals on the aisle, a half built arbor. Like she kind of went through every single thing that she did for that wedding day and showed what the things were. And then she showed how much everything cost. The total ended up coming out to, and she was in California too. The total ended up coming out to like 6,800. So very, <gasps> very small budget, very (laughs) small budget for a wedding.
0: And I'm not laughing at the budget, by the way. I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing at the fact that people, I was was just like, I was building up what the number might be that would make people mad. That's not what I was expecting.
1: Exactly, exactly. I know. And I read through a bunch of the comments and I was so, I was so distraught for her, this poor girl, because she's also, I, I think she was a newer florist and people were like, Oh my, one girl, I should go look. One girl was like, no, honey. I've been in the floral industry for 15 years. These aren't even good arrangements. You're not even using good flowers. This is garbage. You can't charge that. I mean, people were like ripping her to shreds. Wow. I know. That's just she's attracted the wrong
0: audience there. Absolutely. She should just keep posting that stuff. leave.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <When the laughs> right people start following. People are just mean. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: I think what did I post recently? It was like forty-eight hundred for ceremony for a stamp at like small average ceremony. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know. I have a I have like an estimate, like a freebie, you know, lead magnet. People can sign up and they get a sample estimate, floral estimate, and the total is like thirty-eight thousand. And I've definitely had people like comment on the ads, be like, "This is." ridiculous like the point isn't to say this is what they should cost I'm just showing you literally the structure of an estimate yeah absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. that's not even part of what I'm like it's about but other people people like experienced florists know they may not be booking them but when they take someone's requests I think the average request like across the board is more like 10,000 like, mm-hmm. I think 10000 is really normal floral budget. I don't know that on average that's what people end up paying, but what they want tends to be around $10,000. I think for most florists who've been doing this for years, that's become like a very average. Totally. Yep. And it's not that much. Sorry. Yep. I know. Like, that florist is not walking away with that much money. Nope. To, the point, to the point where that's why, yeah, that's why I push like thirty. 100000 dollars floral budgets because you are actually walking away feeling like some financial reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's under that, you're like, cool. Well, hey, should we talk about the wedding tax? Yeah. Hey, let's actually let's get Because I'm just diving right into that anyway. Let's
1: talk about let's talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Let's talk about the the quote unquote wedding tax, which for any of you who don't know what the wedding tax is or what they say it is. People refer to the wedding tax as essentially um, added costs that wedding vendors put on their services because they're in the wedding industry. And so there's a lot of conversation or debate around whether or not it's real, whether or not people do charge more based on being in the wedding industry versus maybe the events industry or as a florist. Like if you do arrangements out of your shop, do you charge more being, you know, for weddings? than you would just a shop arrangement, so on and so forth. So it's a pretty interesting conversation and it's been getting brought up so much recently. I've been asked to be on like three different podcasts to talk about the wedding tax.
0: Oh, wow. All right. Is this the first conversation you've had about it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's exclusive to cool. Candy Creative. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to hear what you have to say. Tell me just off the top of your head. Here's what I I have things to say, but I (laughs) I feel like it's a little, my take on it is abstract. And I feel like, I feel like you've probably been talking more about it because I don't do weddings anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I think I I do actually, I think this is probably pretty specific to
1: weddings specifically. This is Um, specific to weddings specifically. It is very specific
0: to weddings as it is called. A wedding tax. Wedding tax. Well,
1: and I I more say that because I think a lot of things can be... Weddings and events can be interchangeable. Most of that, Mm, you know, is relevant to one or the other. But the wedding tax is specific to weddings, clearly, as is the baby tax to babies. I don't really know about
0: that. You can talk on that. I don't know about that either. I don't know. (laughs) I don't do a lot of price comparing because I like... 23 mentioned the baby tax, so... I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I thought you guys were talking about real taxes, and I was like, "Do I pay a baby tax every year?" <laughs> <laughs> and then when he said wedding tax, I was like, "You're like going back, back through tax? your through your finances. I was like, you the pay tax year they have
1: a wedding." <laughs>
0: I was not privy to this. Although the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I think I get it. That's when I texted. You remember? I was like, is it referring to just like higher prices? Is there some tax I'm not aware of? I, was like, I don't think I paid a baby tax. I think I just had a baby and then paid less taxes because someone was dependent on me.
1: Okay, so I'm glad that we're talking about this, making and really yeah. enlightening the world to what the quote unquote wedding tax is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so essentially, it's people charging supposedly charging more for their services because they're like taking advantage of people wanting to have a wedding. I mean, is
0: is how it's posed, sort of, um, right to the point. that the Brides will will like be like, "I'm having a party. Yes, There'll exactly. A hundred people there." Exactly. Um, it's just like a big celebration of friends. Yeah.
1: With, be <laughs> because like, they think they'll like get lower pay. prices. Yeah, yes. And that actually uh, happens a lot. <laughs> Not to me like, necessarily, no but I see hundred people it.
0: Mm-hmm. at a party is a pain in the ass, no matter what the occasion is.
1: So. Yep. And I, actually,
0: I think that that's a, um, a good...
1: Because a lot of planners like in May and Co-Monthly, we'll say, what do I charge for events versus weddings? You know? And and so it's interesting to think about, do we charge more for weddings and why? And here's the thing. I do think services oftentimes cost more for weddings, depending on probably maybe the profession you're in. But either way, weddings are more stressful than a regular event, period. You are... Mm -hmm. Literally working with two people who this day and the amount of money they're spending on this day is obviously incredibly important. There's Some emotions. of them think it's the
0: most important day of their life. Absolutely. Like, yes. I feel like it's more of like an older-fashioned way of looking at it, but I still meet people that's like, this is it. This is it.
1: Well, uh, for a lot of people, that is the most... I mean, it is the most money they will ever spend on right. three days or one day. I mean, it's... A lot of money. It's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of planning. There, it, honestly, the stress level of weddings, and I think this is for any profession. I I mean, obviously I'm a planner. So as a planner, the stress that goes into planning a wedding versus planning a party is night and day. I mean, there's, it's
0: it's completely different. Literally, like literally you are paying a wedding tax. Like you're literally losing Months or years off of your life.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a tax. I would say that that's is. a pretty good tax. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, even the even if you think to you know the week of, I just looked at my phone and I have eight texts from my bride for this weekend. That would not be happening for a birthday party, probably. Or corporate. Your or yeah. a corporate event for sure. I mean, it. So it is different, and the stress level on me. And my team is very different. You have to be way more on call. There's way more demand. And for someone like even a florist, who I would say is, you know, however many degrees removed, is a third-party vendor. So maybe doesn't even communicate with the client. Mm -hmm. But it's still so stressful for them because I'm the planner who's being like, no, it has to look exactly this way for... I mean, that's so much more stressful than even a
0: florist who works in
1: a flower shop, right?
0: I think that for florists, like any event, well, that's not true. See, there's very few events that have big installations and centerpieces and bouquets. Like it's only a wedding has those elements. right? And so if we're talking about like a corporate event that has 30 tables that all have the same exact centerpiece and that's it, that's a very different, even though there might still be 300 or times eight, 240 people there or whatever. That's a lot of guests, but you're not making bouquets. You're not doing installations on site. You're, and no one actually cares what the centerpieces look like generally in a corporate event. I'm not saying you can give them, you should give them trash and that's okay, but there's not this expectation that, um, the bride or the mother of the bride is going to walk in and inspect things, which they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay because it's are yes. paying a lot of money, yeah. but it's going to cost more because mm-hmm. I can't just settle for whatever flower I can get mm-hmm. on discount or whatever, whatever yeah. you have to florists are sourcing like for months yeah. and months for wedding flowers, going back and forth with farms, going back and forth with wholesalers, sending photos back and forth. I mean, yep. it's constant communication yep. just to get one flower. Sourced. That's yeah. the right color that the bride has her heart set on. Yeah. That doesn't happen with corporate events, yeah, at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it is completely different. And yes, I do feel like it costs more. I think the what, it's an energy I mean,
0: exchange. Sorry, I just no. interrupted you again. No, it's no, an no, energy no. exchange. Like more energy on our end is more money from on your end. Like that's mm-hmm. the, it's a fair exchange, in my yep. opinion.
1: Yep. So I think like the overall answer to me is. Yes, wedding tax is a thing, but not in like the negative sense that people put on it. I think people, whoever created the term wedding tax is someone who just wants to bitch about weddings being more expensive. And I've talked to, I mean, oftentimes it's grooms potentially, you know. But they will complain about the fact that like, this is garbage. It shouldn't cost this much for a wedding, blah,
0: blah, blah, wow. blah. And I'm like, You're I totally get it. Reason. Yeah, but... You're the reason there's a tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bitching right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is why I need to get paid more. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, exactly. So I think I'm like, yeah, it, it it weddings are more expensive than a regular party, but that's because they, they should be. They are, they should be. They're more work.
0: They're more sure. work they're more work, they're more stress. It just physically, it is it's emotionally, time-wise, mm-hmm. labor, mm-hmm. literally they're just more work. So you may be receiving the same amount of flowers you would for a corporate event, but you're receiving a lot more attention on the back end. And so you're not only paying, I think that's when people get confused. Like you're not just paying, for example, a florist $30,000 for the flowers you're receiving on the day of your wedding. You're paying a florist for them to be, I'm hiccuping, excuse me. Available to answer your emails, questions, sourcing flowers, changing things. Like it's all the work they do from the moment you book till the wedding. And so it's not just for the product. Mm-hmm. It's for the hassle. Yes. <laughs> it's for <really> the stress. <laughs> I got to make that extra $500 to compensate me for the six months of my life I just lost.
1: I feel like that's, that's normal with any any industry where you dictate your prices. I mean, I don't know, and 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 I think that also goes into owning your own business and everything. And everyone in the wedding industry, not everyone, but most most professions in the wedding industry are small owned businesses. You know, um, I mean, like as a doctor, you don't get to change the price of your. Well, I don't know. A surgery is going to be more expensive if it's more. doctors
0: um, doctors code things differently based on whether or not you have insurance Mm -hmm. i mean that's up in the air i mean i appreciate Mm -hmm. it thank you i don't do insurance right now um by Um. choice (laughs) and i found the doctors don't charge me that much if i tell them i don't have insurance they code things differently and if they can gouge the insurance company then they do yes they change it i'm not saying we're gouging I'm just saying oh. doctors do cha- change their prices based mm-hmm. on the situation at hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like mo- anyone who is in control of pricing will change pricing based on based on a lot of things. I mean, right. even in the events, and I was just talking to a gal in May and Co- monthly who was talking about um, a bride wanting to randomly implement an NDA and the costs, how most people... Most planners and photographers in the wedding industry will charge an extra fee if you implement an NDA because then you're taking away like uh, potential marketing material for me, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: their portfolio. Like that's exactly like that's a huge reason why florists or people take on weddings, especially if there's a successful person. They're not going to take it if it's not going to like benefit their portfolio. Often, Mm -hmm. like a lot of times, people will say, "If this isn't my style, I don't want to do it," because if I can't show it. It's not going to get me more work. It it there's no way to leverage it. It's literally just like a flat paycheck that's not yes. even that much. So yes. it's not worth it to me. Yes.
1: Which is why you would charge more. Right.
0: Exactly. To, like, that flat money. paycheck has to be worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think
0: the I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about on the wedding industry tax i think it is what it is and oh i don't think most people get paid enough for how much goes on in the back end that people like C Pip 23 have no idea about that's why comments like that annoy me because i'm like you're not in the wedding industry you've never gotten married yeah you're a day trader <laughs> why are you here <laughs> <laughs> why are you arguing here. you don't have a leg to stand on <laughs> I think also, I think about the
1: wedding industry, again, it's just like any other industry. If you're not in it, you really don't know what goes into it. I th- And I could be wrong. You know, tell me if you think this is wrong. But I think the wedding industry is one of the most like undervalued industries or one of the most people think they get it. Like people think they know about weddings without even being married, without being in the industry. They think... It is fun and just Mm -hmm. party planning and just beautiful and a good time. I think I could be wrong, but I'm trying to think of any other industry that people feel like they just automatically know about. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like my brother's in the film industry and I don't ever assume that I know anything about anything he does or people he talks to or any of it because I'm like I don't know shit about your industry but I feel like the wedding industry for some reason people feel like they have authority to talk on it even when they have no idea they're not in it
0: right well I don't know I think that you just are better about making assumptions (laughs) I think a Uh, lot of people uh. think they know a lot about things they don't know about (laughs) okay touche good call good call So I think that when wedding vendors are faced with this, where people are trying to get around paying more or bring up the wedding tax, I think that wedding vendors just need to focus on the fact that it's not... I don't think... I think basically the conclusion we're coming to here, it's not actually a wedding tax. They're getting paid more because there's more labor, there's more services, there's more work. It's not just a random... It's not a tax. So... I guess, after, even though we're saying, yeah, there's a tax. There's not really. There's just more work. And so you should get compensated for it. Yeah, period. And there's there's more work, not
1: just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. It's well, just worth and, something. You have yeah. every right
0: to charge yes. more for something that takes mm-hmm. a bigger tax or toll on you. Yes. Um, and if you feel like after a wedding, you're exhausted, maybe it, it felt upsetting, you're <laughs> physically injured (laughs) and you're like, I have $2,000 to show for it. I feel like you, it's okay to raise your prices and be like, I, if I'm going to be physically and emotionally injured, I would rather walk away with $5,000 or $10,000. You have the right to say, this is how much I charge for this to be worth it to me. Right. Um, I started doing that for wedding. I was doing wedding paintings for a very short period of time (laughs) And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I did a few and I was like, I think I'm just going to take this off my website. And then I thought, well, instead of taking it off my website, how much would I be happy to do this for? (laughs) And there's not a lot of cost involved, like the canvas and the paint. Yeah. Um, There's some time, but it's not even a lot of time. I just freaking hate it. It's just, I hate it. And um, I was like, no one has to hire me. So I think I'm, my minimum is going to be $10,000. Like if they want to pay me $10,000 for a painting, yeah. I'd be happy. There won't be resentment there. I'll get it yeah. done. Like, yeah, <laughs> if it's worth it to them, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I mean, it's, I guess this is another conversation, but I think it's okay to, that's not gouging in my opinion.
1: It's, no, that's, you're charging we, what you think something is worth for your no time. No one has to hire you for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. If you want more people to hire you for it, you can drop it down to 2000 Right. You can be booked out all the time and you can decide if you hate your life or not. You will. I will.
0: And, I will. Hate <laughs> I do that, so I won't be doing
1: that. <laughs> but I, I definitely don't think if anyone... I don't think anyone should feel bad, anyone in the wedding industry, if you choose to charge more for a wedding versus um, anything else. I mean, even for a photographer, if you... If you have a family session one day versus a wedding, they're more work. Period. They're going to be more mm-hmm. expensive, and I don't think that's anything you have to feel bad about. And I also don't think it's anything you necessarily even have to defend. And I think if someone exactly. tries to say something to you about it, like
0: it's more work. Period. Therefore, yeah, it's the more associated with this more hundred percent. And I yeah. think
1: that's all you have to say. Like you don't owe anyone any explanation. And um, if you feel like you need to give one, that's all you. I mean. It is more work. And just, I think, be confident in that and understand Mm -hmm. that just because someone else doesn't want to pay something doesn't dictate your worth. (laughs) Right.
0: I personally outline when I was doing weddings, I would outline a lot of what I did in the labor line Mm -hmm. um, just to, and in the contract, to emphasize that my work started the moment that they paid me. Like yeah. it wasn't starting the week of their wedding or the just the day of their wedding. Like it starts now. Like I'm yes. sort. I now. I am now researching. I am now contacting people. I am now making trips to markets, looking for the right yeah. vessels or whatever yeah. it is. Like it's. I'm working now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you
1: there have it. Have it. Oops. Yeah. There it is. Doesn't the exist.
0: Sucks.
1: Yeah. Doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. Just you charge whatever the hell you want. See pips twenty three get off my shit. Um, let's, uh, let's get enlightened. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's talk about, oh boy. What is something, what's something you have ditched recently? Alyssa Hmm. Liss.
0: Hmm. What have I ditched? ditched Um, I've ditched, um, I've honestly I don't know how much I want to say about this yet, nice. but I have ditched some ideas of how I saw my future unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing up my future, I'm mixing things up. You know, you get in a routine and you're like, This is what I'm gonna do forever, this is where I'm gonna live forever, this is who I'm gonna be forever, without even realizing it. And I just kind of like I'm ditching everything. I'm just kind of like open, I'm changing some things. I love that New things on the horizon. It kind of felt like a duh moment when I gave myself permission to be like, you don't have to, you can make changes in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel big weight lifted off of me and I'm just, uh, new things on the horizon. I'll talk about More at some point.
1: Exciting! That's really exciting. Really, I like that. That you're just ditching, you're ditching five year plan. All kinds
0: of things. Yeah, I'm ditching my. I'm definitely. I'm ditching my five year plan. I'm ditching my thirty year plan. I'm I'm just like scrapping it. I'm like, actually, let's do something else with this. Sometimes you have to do that,
1: and I feel like sometimes that hits you like that. I don't feel like that's always a something you come to over time. Sometimes I feel like my biggest shifts have been something that's just hit me in like a day. And
0: then I've been like, I must change everything. Exactly. And then you feel, you know, I feel like you're going in the right direction if you're feeling excited and light about it. And it's like a relief and you wonder, why did I think I had to just keep doing these things I've been doing forever and mm-hmm. ever. I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way like in their jobs, if they're like in a corporate job or they've had an idea about a business, um, or if they like live in a certain city they've lived in forever, they don't it's like doesn't occur to them occur to them that they can yeah. just pack their bags and do something completely unexpected. So it's yep. a good yep. feeling.
1: Yeah. Good for you. Love that. Um, well I'm ditching man, I'm ditching alcohol again. And I did this. I ditched. I ditched alcohol like a couple weeks back. Um, not for any huge reason except for that I was just cutting my macros. And so I was like, I need to cut out alcohol in order to do that. And... I'm not a heavy drinker, but I do appreciate a glass of wine or a martini most nights. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a struggle by any means. But what I am struggling with now is, which we were talking about earlier, i um it's like my body got used to no alcohol. And now I went out and had two martinis the other night with friends and... I was poisoned, essentially. The next day, I like could barely move and I had no mental capacity and I was worthless to the world. So I'm thinking I had a tolerance built up and now I have no tolerance. you used, to yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> used, used to the poison. Yeah. I'm used to poison. And now my body's like, no, fuck this shit. And so I think I'm just going to keep it out. But it worries me because, you know, I do like... Like, I really enjoy a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, two, you know, it's not, I don't drink excessively. Two martinis going out one night shouldn't wreck you. So I'm a little no. bit concerned.
0: I think that, I mean, I think That'll that you future. just did like a um, cleanse. And I mean, I, I mean alcohol hits people who haven't been drinking mm-hmm. different. And yeah. I think it's good. I mean, alcohol is not healthy.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I enjoy
0: I enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but it's not healthy. And uh, I've been cutting back a lot too. But, um, you know, they've seen it. I believe they've seen it related to things like Alzheimer's. Yeah. Cancer, all the things (laughs) you don't want. (laughs) So I think it's a good call. Okay. Well, that's what
1: I'm ditching, guys. I'm ditching it. I'll let you know about my next hangover let you know how that goes. (laughs) see if it gets better.
0: You know what? I, I like, um, the thing I like about alcohol is I do like to slightly, um, change my perception of things. Like it's just kind of fun to just feel a difference of perception. And I have been curious about, there's like these, I don't know if it's legal for me to, is it? Can you talk about illegal drugs on
1: podcasts? <laughs> um, are you talking about mushrooms? Because they're legal in some places, right? No, I was talking about weed.
0: Oh, weed's legal see- like, everywhere. Okay, well, I'm not in Texas. I, oh. Maybe it is. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I, don't I don't like Texas weed. Thing. Let me just say, I don't like weed, so it's not like yeah. we would find it in my house or anything. But um, I don't like, it just makes me freak out and it makes me feel very paranoid the stereotypical response and uh mm-hmm. but i have seen these beverages that are like thc is it oh, THC what's like C-
1: they have cbd one i think
0: they have maybe it's literally some a thc thing. one because yeah. cbd isn't supposed to have the thc no. effects no yeah yep but i've seen that there are these thc beverages that i have been interested yeah,
1: yeah you know there's also i found this brand because um johnny takes this specific CBD turmeric gummy throughout the day for stuff, right. and um, so there's this brand, and they actually started selling these gummies that are delta eight, which I think the I normal of that. right, they're like the normal THC strand is delta nine uh-huh. um, that gets you like really high, and they release this delta eight one, which is I think just legal to sell everywhere More. online. I mean, because I don't know why, anyways, and um, and I bought it and I really like it. Like one gummy kind of gives you like the same effect, but you don't feel. Yeah. Up the next day. Not
0: terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Exactly. So I kind of, and I also, I got the, um, <laughs> this, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about. I did get the, uh, mushroom things that you were telling me about. Uh-huh. Um, did, you take, did you try them yet? No, I haven't tried it yet. I, okay. I've never, I mean, I know it's only microdosing, so it's not, really that big of a deal but let's not say that let's not say the uh the name of it place yeah um but I I I've never done any type of mushroom anything before psilocybin so I feel like I just need to be in a good place You know, I got the one that makes you focus and the one that makes you sleep. And I'm kind of, honestly, at this point, I'm on this kick where anything that's going to make me focus more, I think I'm really hitting, you know, my peak with my working drive. And I just, anything that's going to make me focus, you know. Anything that's not cocaine that's gonna make me like really hone in (laughs) and kick my ass. They're not condoning here. No, no, no. I've never done cocaine, but I do feel like I feel like I would be a really productive person on cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I could basically
0: run the world in like a week or two if I started doing. That's a problem with people who do cocaine. That's the perception they they have. (laughs)
1: Okay, so I've thought better of it, and I'm not going to start doing cocaine by any means. But I'm like anything that that claims it's going to really make me focus and hone in. Not that I really need help focusing, but I'm I just want something that's just going to get me in a super trance and I can just build out funnels all day. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That
0: doesn't microdosing does not do that for me, and I actually like I had so. I had microdosed during one of the podcasts. We, yeah, <laughs> so, you can guess which one it is. I don't even remember which one it was, but <laughs> um, I I don't like the feeling it gives me when it comes when it's hitting, yeah, when the up is come like when it's happening, it, yeah. it gives me an anxiety feeling in my chest, yeah, um, and then I kind of that feeling holds pretty much the whole time. So I will say the more micro it is, the less I enjoy it. I would much prefer a macro dose of it because it's, I don't know, there's something about the micro where I feel like it just gives me anxiety and there's no other benefits or no other effects. Yep. But um, I do love a good trip. Interesting. Yeah. Plant medicine journey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Plant medicine journey. Um, Johnny took two of the capsules and he also was like, he was like, I can feel it. Like I can, I can feel, but it's, it's nothing like actually.
0: No, like proven. you can take one. I think you can, you can take one and I can, I can kind of sense when it's hap Like, yeah. it's just like a tightness in my chest. One, I don't feel anxiety with. It's almost like what's like, it's supposed to be doing other underlying things that you're not even feeling. So yeah. that's the point. And they say, do it like three days in a row and then take four days off or
1: or one energy. day,
0: to, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're supposed to space it out and do it consistently because it can, um, like it, it, it gives your brain new neuroplasticity and helps you change your brain mm-hmm. basically, your mm-hmm. patterns of thought, and helps you release old ideas and limiting beliefs and all kinds of stuff. So, I have experienced that with it, but um, the actual feeling of it, don't love, yeah, I'd much rather. You eat a few, few, few pieces of, those, of the chocolate. Did you get any chocolate? I did get the chocolate too, yeah. Okay. You eat yeah. two pieces of chocolate. Let me know how that goes. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, On the sheet, it's like this is a micro dose. So I just took it and uh, it's like you, there's no going back. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. So you got to just have, have some free time. Oh, yeah. it was fun. I love that so much more than yeah. uh, I gardened. Yeah. I just stare at my jasmine blowing in the wind. For a long time. Watch the birds fly over.
1: <laughs> I think that's the only thing that I don't like about any type of edible, like ingestible something. Is you, once you're in it, you can't get out of it. And yeah. for me, you know, you can have a couple drinks. You can stop drinking, and you know, within an hour, an hour or two, yeah. you feel sober. Um, and I also don't. I mean, I would have to be hammered to act differently while drinking. Whereas
0: if I'm even remotely high, I'm like, everyone can tell I'm a shit. Well, definitely I wouldn't recommend doing it around other people. People, I would would only recommend, I think it's really fun. Like I really enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does have really good mental effects for me. I don't do it a ton, but um, I like to do it when I have time to go outside. Yeah, You have to be in the presence of if anyone, just like Johnny, yeah, yeah, no yeah. one else. You just can't deal with other people's vibes yep. and just have time, free time. like yes. so You can just do whatever you feel like doing. All right, cool. So I'll do it like next year, never. the year after. Yeah, <laughs> You have to pencil that
1: in. love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's our episode. What do you think? Yeah, Yep. All right. Yep. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to the Candid Creative Podcast. If you haven't remotely found amusement in what you've heard today, go ahead and show us a little love with that five-star rating and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you so desire. Continue following our journey through all of the modern medias, including Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search for at Candid Creative Podcast. And last but not least, if you're dying to hear our thoughts on any hot topics, unpopular opinions, or maybe you just need some good, solid, no BS advice on what to do in your day-to-day, head over to www.candidcreativepodcast.com and submit all of your deepest and darkest secrets to us. All submissions are always anonymous. Thanks again, you guys. And as always, keep it candid, creatives.